Ladies and gentlemen, doing another podcast, podcast number seven. And this time we are going to be doing the topic gratitude because we are coming upon Thanksgiving. Anything you want to add? No, I think you're doing great. Oh, I'm doing great. Okay, so let's see how we go. So we hope that you have enjoyed previous podcasts, and we hope you will enjoy this podcast. So then I guess we'll get to happiness. So what's your happiness? What I'm most happy about today Uh is that I am no longer in Ohio. (laughs) So I'm sorry for anyone who lives there or likes Ohio, but I do not. Um, I had to go to Ohio this past week for work. Um, it was not a vacation. Um, I worked the whole time. It was very cold, very boring. Yes. So that is, that is why I'm very happy today is that I got back yesterday and I'm no longer there. I am very, very happy. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) You didn't like the snow, did you? (laughs) No, but it only snowed the one day. Oh, but it was cold every day. It was cold every day, and I, well, we live live in Arizona. Oh, yeah. And I'm used to having a certain type of a lifestyle, and it's just, it was, it was, to be honest, it was miserable there. Mm. And... I just frankly just didn't really like it. Like, even without the weather, I don't even think I would really like Ohio. So again, I'm sorry. So Uh, I should have came here with balloons and snappers (laughs) and yay, welcome home. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's good to be in Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Well, my happiness, the time you guys get to uh, listen to this podcast when it comes out during the Thanksgiving week, I will be in Atlanta, Georgia, spending my first Thanksgiving with my son. And the reason why I say my first Thanksgiving with my son is because we always spend it together underneath my roof. This is me going to his home and spending a week with him in Georgia, which I've never stayed in Georgia. I've always driven through Georgia. I've never stayed and never visit, never went and looked, you know, at the landscape or anything like that. So I'm going to enjoy, you know, eight days being there and sightseeing, Mm -hmm. visiting him, visiting my other children, though they're not my biological kids, but they have been in my son's life from elementary school all the way through college, and they move around together. So they work together. So they they are like my children, and my son is like their mom's children, so his son. So, you know, I get to spend some time with them and Mm -hmm. get out of Georgia, but um, it was... 38 degrees there the other day. Oh. I, I don't own a cold because I live in Arizona. I'm going to freeze. <laughs> I'm surprised it's so cold there. Usually yeah, it's, it's pretty hot and humid. Well, yeah, it's normally warmer than northern East Coast. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they've been, they have a chill factor, I guess, going on that's a little bit cooler there than normal for this time of the year. Just like we got hit with like yeah. a week's worth of cold weather, which should have been January's weather, but it's like, where the hell is the 60 degrees coming from in the middle of the day? This <laughs> yeah, should be so, 80. So cold. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold for us. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I can't help it. I, I can't wait. You know, I'm leaving sunny Arizona to go to cold winds and just who knows what kind of weather. <laughs> so as I did say, we are on the topic of gratitude. 
And what is gratitude? Oxford definition is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. I found this little tidbit on Wikipedia. It says gratitude, thankfulness, and gratefulness from the Latin word gratis. Pleasing, thank, pleasing and thankful. Yeah, so the difference between thanks or thanking someone, being thankful and gratitude and thankfulness is a social norm applicable in general situations where gratitude is the special manifestation of spiritual, spirituality, love, affection. Grateful is a feeling while thankful is an act. So grateful is what you feel. Thankful is something you do in mm -hmm. return. When someone does something good to you, you feel grateful for him or her, and you offer your thanks or an action. So like you would give a thank, thank you letter, a thank you card, uh, give them a gift, uh, say thank you, do something special for them. I think, <laughs> I think the energy, well, at least in the last month or so lately, mm -hmm. um, has been definitely in support of what you've been talking about. Um, I have been studying astrology in the last month or so. It's something new that I've gotten into. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm studying to be an astrologer. There's a lot of planets that are in, mm -hmm. that have been in Scorpio lately. Um, and what that means is that you tend to look within mm -hmm. and focus a lot on a lot of those deep, meaningful subjects. Mm -hmm. um, and I think when you're talking about being grateful mm -hmm. you you walk a fine line because a lot of people feel like you should just be thankful for everything that you have and I think it's a good time to almost kind of like cleaning out your closet in mm -hmm. a way where you take the time to to think about what's actually in your life what do you have the relationships that you have but also possessions exactly. other things thoughts um, and, and assess whether or not you really should be grateful for those things, because there are a lot of toxic things in your life that you shouldn't just accept, right? No. You, sh you shouldn't just go out and be like, oh, I should be grateful for this, or I should be grateful for that, because there are things out there that are not going to bring you up. They're not going to bring positivity, and right. you shouldn't have to just deal and be like, oh, I should be, I should be thankful for that, right? You really have to sit down, and you have to think about, is this... Is this uplifting? Is this helping me in my life? Because if it's not, um, there's nothing wrong with letting people go. No, there's not. And because you're you're being grateful in a different way, right? Where you're honoring yourself and you're actually honoring those other things, those other people, by saying that you know we're not compatible, mm -hmm. or we're not compatible now. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you're moving on. And you're giving more focus on the things that are truly positive. Right. And that are boosting you up. And those are the things that you should be grateful for. Being grateful, it's not about the toxic, like you were saying. Right. That those that anything toxic is nothing to be grateful for because there's no positive affirmation tied to that. That that is something that will fester in you upset you, keep you from achieving what it is that you want. And the best thing you can do is cultivate your life by looking at yourself, 
asking yourself, what does this give me? What does this offer me? And if it's not making you happy, if it's not putting a smile on your face, if the emotion, you have to feel it. If it's not something that feels right to you, it is time to remove it. It is time to take a step forward and away from it because it's all about what makes you feel good. And if you're having a hard time distinguishing between your emotion and what is actually helping, because, you know, there are a lot of things in life that are going to make you feel good or make you feel happy, but they're not actually positive things. They're very toxic. So you don't want to base everything completely on how you feel. Um, or how something makes you feel, because a lot of things that make you feel good can, like drugs, for example. Oh, well. <laughs> so you you want to assess when you're when you're looking at these things. And again, there are jobs out there that you might not particularly like, but there are beneficial things to them. They're actually benefiting you in a certain mm-hmm. way. So you have to really assess things in your life and and kind of weigh it and go. Is this lifting me up? Is this making me a better person? Is this helping me? In some aspect, because it's, there's nothing out there in the world that's going to make everything good. You know what I mean? There's, it's only, might only be helping, you know, one or two things in your life and the rest, it's probably not. Right. But as long as something is moving you in the right direction is going to be a positive force in your life in the future. And it's helping you in some area. You want to work on that. And if you have something that's like that, but you have been looking at it in the wrong way, you want to start looking at the positive things, focus on those things, and that's what you should be grateful for. Yes. But there are things in your life that I think people tend to maybe overlook or not, or are looking at it in the wrong way. Maybe. Okay. So you, it's, and it really, this is a personal thing, Because right? we all look at things right. a different perspective. Right. And there's that saying that, you know, that, you know, when something is, when something is gone, you realize how important it was. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what I mean by that is there are things that you overlook. There are things that you might have looked at and went, oh, I don't really like that. Or, oh, I don't, you're just annoying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then you realize that they have been supporting you they it's been helping you it's Mm -hmm. been doing this and you've just been kind of going oh well it's always there kind of thing and that could be because of the mindset you're already in and Mm -hmm. you haven't seen what was good about it right and that it was you know a step in the right direction and like you said if you can't keep moving forward right then you're stuck. Right. And there's something keeping holding you back. Right. And it's time to clean out everything, get the clarity, find out what what is working for you, what isn't working for you, and let what's not working for you go. For Thanksgiving, a lot of us, either we prepare Thanksgiving in our homes or we go to someone else's. But be grateful and thankful for that meal, that time that someone put in, that love that someone put in to that food that you're going to put across your lips and taste and the way it'll make you feel, whether someone makes something the way your grandmother made or the way your mother made or your mom made something your grandmother made, whatever it might be, your father, whatever. Enjoy that meal. Enjoy the com- the company. Be thankful for it and have gratitude for it. Um, the special touches that someone will put in, like I know where I'm going for Thanksgiving. I know this girl's going to have this table all laid out and everything. And we're all going to have place settings because that's the type of person she is. Mm-hmm. And be thankful and grateful for the way your the table is set up and laid out. And that it's welcoming and it's love 
you know, they're, they're sharing their home. They're opening their home up, coming together, reaping what you sowed, bringing it to the table, enjoying company. It, it's it sometimes leaves some of the most magical memories mm -hmm. in your mind that is love and abundance of joy. Yeah. I mean, but Thanksgiving, I mean, when you just take all that stuff away, right? Yeah. All you're really doing on Thanksgiving is being thankful. So it's everything that we we're talking about up to this point is all that it really is. Yeah. So regardless of how you spend the day, it really doesn't matter because you're just taking the time to be thankful for what you have in your life. Yes. Right. And there are people out there that don't live know. alone. Yeah. They don't have anyone. They don't have family. Um, and you, you know, you're not going to be able to necessarily have a Thanksgiving meal. Right. And so you want to, if you want to still honor the holiday, that's what you're doing. You're, right. you're, you're being thankful for what you have. If you do have an opportunity to go to some sort of a Thanksgiving event mm -hmm. that day, or if somebody, a friend or somebody at work or something like that asks you to join them on Thanksgiving, you should do it. Yes. Um, because... I know a lot of people, you know, they feel bad. They don't want to trespass on somebody else's day. Um, but that's not why that person is, is offering that. Right. It's, they're thankful it's, for having right. they're, you they're, in their life. Right. They're thankful for, for you. And you should show that you're thankful for them, too. By showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a big smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> and an empty tummy ready to eat. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of times, there's you know, a lot of people, when they think of Thanksgiving, they cringe. Right. They're going, oh my God, I don't want to be around all those people. Right. I don't want to be around my relative or my relatives right. or my siblings or whatever it is. But there will come a day when that person right. is no longer around. And then you're going to kick yourself in the butt going, oh man, I should have went to that one. Mm -hmm. You know, because the so-and-so is not here anymore. Right. You know, because they've passed on. They moved on. You just, you try to stay as positive as you can. Right. And... Yeah. And then there's... All of those Thanksgiving days that are shared around the world. <laughs> so we're not the only ones that actually have a Thanksgiving day. Um, Canada has their own Thanksgiving day. Um, their Thanksgiving was actually held for the first time in 1578. Like most European countries, it was based on harvest. And most Thanksgivings are based on the harvest. It's closing the end of a season, preparing to going into the winter, and being thankful for the food that you grew and that you're now storing mm -hmm. to keep you to go through that winter time frame. Uh, China has their own, but China does their annual holiday on the 15th day of the 8th month of the lunar calendar. And that is considered their mid-autumn festival. And it's held in late September or early October when the moon is the fullest and brightest. Germany also has its own um, harvest festival, which is their Thanksgiving. It's not really considered a family holiday. It's more of um, a church type thing. So it's Protestants and Catholics get together and 
Um, they market with parades and fireworks and music and dancing. And then they really don't do turkey like we do. But they, and I know this for a fact because knowing Germans and my family being German, we ate geese. I hated goose. Uh, especially when you get cut into it or bite into a leg and there's little pellets of it because you no. know they went to kill, kill it their own. <laughs> So they do either hens, chickens, roosters, or geese. Granada. And there started in 1983 a military coup that took place. And Americans were down there. And the Americans wanted to have Thanksgiving dinner. And so after they were there and everything, the prime minister decided to keep it going. Uh-huh. Japan does it. Um, they... Started it in 1948. At one time, it used to be, I think, just Thanksgiving Day from what I was reading. And then they turn it into a labor Thanksgiving Day. So it's two holidays in one day. Um, and they enjoy food and everything. They make crafts. Their preschool students make crafts for the police force. And it's their ancient harvest festival that they are actually celebrating. Um it was done privately with the imperial family. In Norfolk Island, a version of American Thanksgiving has extended as far as... Um, it's a little island that was on the outskirts of Austria. Australia, excuse me. And the British actually used it as their first colony to send all the people that were arrested and everything and they mm -hmm. didn't have no place to put them and that's where they shipped them to. <laughs> so there was like, there's like over 2,000 people living there now or back then in the 1800s and that's and they celebrate it Thanksgiving there. Um, somebody by the name of Isaac Robinson was the one that started it when he went there. And he died there and so they kept the tradition going. And when they do it, it's what they would they say. This the fourth Thursday of November is for us, and they decided to use the Wednesday. Oh, so they use the last Wednesday of the month. Well, it's called um, Chusok Day, mm -hmm. and it's held in mid to late September, right? Um, and it says this year it's falling on the fifteenth of the month. And they will spend time with their family and give thanks to their ancestors. Um, it's also the day to celebrate the autumn harvest. Um, just like in America, it's done by sharing a meal with family. Um, there's traditional national customs, such as ancestor memorial services, Korean wrestling, and circle dances. And then there's Liberia that... Most of these con little countries do this because Americans went in and they were there during the holiday. And so these countries actually kept it going. So Liberia actually was founded by free American slaves back in 1847. And their cultures were based on the influence, well, heavily influenced by the United States because they were here for a period of time. Thanksgiving typically involves a church service after which harvest crops are auctioned off. And then families would return home and feast. Vietnam um, 
also has the customs. I am not going to try to say their festival. Tetron. Yeah, let's not even go there. <laughs> but um, it's normally classed as the children's festival. And it, what it is is that um, this was the time that they spent with their kids because they had to work. They had to... They were too busy to spend time. So this was their time. That's why it's children's festival to make up to their children for not spending enough time with them when they were working in the fields and everything. Mm -hmm. so our first Thanksgiving was actually um, thought that it started in Plymouth Rock or in Man Manchester. Let's put it that way. In 1621. It actually was in 1619 in Virginia. So the one, the most famous one was with the Indians and um, the Pilgrims, which actually took place in 1621. But um, George Washington was the one that actually said this was our first Thanksgiving and made it noted and that it would be, he verbally stated that it would be held on this Thursday, which was the fourth Thursday of every month. Abraham Lincoln, he made it the last Thursday of the month. Then Roosevelt came along and said, you know what, let's just make it the fourth Thursday, regardless of what the day is, if it's the last Thursday or not of the month. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I thought we'd play a little Thanksgiving gratitude game. Okay. So you're only allowed to name one thing in this game. So if I ask something, you cannot go off on tangents. You have to say one thing, and that's it. Jen! Sorry. You know I well, can't do that. <laughs> we'll be here forever if it's just one thing. Okay. <sighs> All right. Okay. Name a person you are grateful for. Travis. Okay, so Travis. Uh-huh. Why? Um, when I was new to the school that we both worked for, um, he was actually one of the very first um, co-worker that approached me and made me feel really welcome compared to my boss. Um, she was happy to have me. Travis and I have been friends ever since November of uh, 1998. And um, we've gone through a lot. He's made special gifts for me the type of person that I am, the gifts are always geared to who I am. We both like to go out in the wilderness and meditate and play with energy. Um, we both like to cook, so if we, like, I spent one um, St. Patty's Day with him, and we made, again, a stew, an Irish stew. Oh, my God, it was delicious. And we made chocolate cake and stuff together. He's a really good cook. He's a really good friend, a really good listener. Um, he has always, if I needed someone to talk to, long before, you know, he was really the only one until I met you that I hung out with and done a lot with that had a lot in common. Mm -hmm. And so he will always be very special to me, knowing that being a single mom and struggling and then after going through my divorce, I never had to pay really for anything when I was with him. And 
sometimes I'd get aggravated with him and I'm like, I would go and I'd buy stuff and take it with mm-hmm. me that I knew he liked. But now that the shoe's on the other foot, he's in a, a hard place right now. And I have a little extra I try to do for him now. And when we get together, I take him out to dinner or lunch and because that's what he used to do for me. So now I can return the favor and be there for him and support him the best way I can. So we're, we have a nice ebb and flow between us. And we're also looking at doing um, work together later on down the road if finances come into play that we've been working on for years and hopefully it pans out for us and we're able to help people because that's what we both want to do him for all the stuff that he's done for me and the growing up that I've gotten and that I've harvested in myself just Mm -hmm. by being around him because he allowed me to be who I was and I never had to hide who I was and those kind of people I'm grateful for Okay, pick one to ask me. And just so you know, I have I don't have nothing prepared. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing this completely on a whim. Um, name a skill you are grateful for. I am grateful for the determination and the small little willpower that I have. Um, to keep me going. Um, because I think it's something that is very rare. Um, even though I don't necessarily do it in a really big way. Um, I typically look at projects and any kind of thing that I'm working on in a pretty positive light. And even though things can be kind of you know, hard and not always so nice and, you know, just negative. Um, I typically will just keep doing it. Um, I just keep going no matter what I'm, if I set my mind to do something, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, even if it's something that I don't want to do, if it's work related, um, I typically will see it through. Um, and if something happens where I, I don't see it through, it wasn't because of my determination and willpower. It's usually because something came up or I'm just not interested in it anymore. So it's, I always, I always make sure that, um, nothing gets in the way of me accomplishing something if I, I'm going to do it. Um, and I, I really do think it is a rare, a rare thing because I, I, a lot of people, they they don't even start, I find. Or if they start, it's like they put their toe in, you know, they, in the water there. And, and then that's, they oh, it. yeah. oh, it's cold. And they just get out kind of thing, you yeah. know. Um, and I, I really try. And, I, and I'm one of those people who I believe that if you want to do something, regardless of what it is, mm-hmm. I think it's possible for anybody to do anything. It just has to do with, how much effort and focus are you going to put into this, right? And I think everybody kind of has this this vision in their mind that it's like, I can only do these things because I don't possess this or I don't possess that. Um, and I don't really believe in that. I, I think that if you really want to do something, it's possible for anyone to do anything. It might take somebody 
longer than mm-hmm. someone else to do something because they have something that the other person lacks in that moment and you have to get that. But I think it's possible and I think that that's a rare thing and I'm, and I'm very grateful for that because if I didn't possess that, I think um, I would be very depressed because of my mm-hmm. personality. I'm already very introverted mm-hmm. and um, I enjoy keeping to myself even though I have to go out. Um, if I didn't have that, I would uh, be very weak person, very, you know, like very mm-hmm. negative and very, um, I would never do anything because I would be kind of like, oh, I can't do that. And oh, I, you know, so. Interesting. But you are incredible. I hope you know that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, you do a lot. It takes a lot to get up on stage and sing in front of people. It takes a lot to sit down and do a tarot reading for someone you don't know. Mm-hmm. So you you got you got willpower. I'm, I'm not saying that I don't get scared or I don't. Yeah. I feel comfortable in those situations, yeah. but uh, I mean, if I like I said, if I I'm gonna do something, if I say I'm gonna do something, I will. You do it. I will do it. I'll figure out a way to do it. Name a memory that you are grateful for. Mm, just one? Yeah, that's the way the game works, because otherwise we'll still be here another hour. A memory <laughs> I am grateful for. <laughs> the day I gave birth to my son. Um... Oh, it, it was a crazy day. <laughs> um, 2 a.m. went to the hospital. And they sent me home at 4 because I was only dilated at 3 centimeters. 3 to 4, they said. I had to be at 4 to 5 in order to stay. I was like, oh. So I was walking around and everything. They sent me home. Uh, eight o'clock in the morning, I'm calling my friend. I need you to come and get me. I need to go back to the hospital. These contractions are closer and they're more painful. And so she came and got me. My friend Lori came and got me, um, took me to the hospital and she was, she already had a kid. So she was like my coach Mm -hmm. and, um, I was in there and they go, oh, you're back? And they go, you can't stay unless you're at four to f- almost five centimeters, you know. And I'm like, okay, just check me. So they went and got a nurse to check me. And I was where I could stay. And I was there, like, in labor until probably one o'clock in the afternoon and it just kept getting more and more increased pain and then they had me get on my knees and they had a little nurse come in and wrote because my back was killing me and rotate my son's head off my tailbone mm-hmm. and um and, te- and check and see where I was dilated I was at nine centimeters I was like oh come on I was in so much pain I couldn't even get up to walk to help move it along. But I was too far gone along be- so they couldn't give me Pertocin to induce me. And um, they said, you're just one of those people that are going to have long labor. And I was like, this is not fair. One thirty comes rolling around and it's getting more and more intense. And I'm holding on to the bed rails. <laughs> And 
know, and I'm in this pain. And I was like, I got to push. I got to push. I got to push. I feel like I had to push. And they're like, no, no, no. You got to wait for your doctor. She's not here yet. And I was like, she should have already been here. I'm going through all this pain. I break the bed rail. And I scare the crap out of my poor little nurse. My friend's in the bathroom laughing her butt off at me. And I got to push. And I thought I hear I was going to have my son in this beautiful birthing room. And his heart rate dropped. And I was like, no, I got to push. Just let me push. And they, um, even though it was a lot of ruckus and very emotional and very scary because my son was my son finally came in the cord got wrapped around his neck he was born in the world blue baby and when I kept asking my friend is it a boy is it a boy is it a boy he wasn't breathing wasn't doing everything they called a crash cart and, you know you think this is pretty sad but the most beautiful memory for me on that day was when I said, John Michael, breathe. He let out a cry that the doctor even stepped back. And she goes, I just witnessed a miracle. Because they didn't think my son was going to make it. And after holding him, mm -hmm. it must be so true what everyone else has told me. I can never relive that pain I went through or feel it. Or I know it hurt. I knew mm -hmm. it was painful. But that little bundle looking up at me. Mm. Oh. Name a place you're grateful for. It's, it's a place, but it's also a non-existent place. So your meditation area? No. No? I am... I am thankful that I have a home. And I don't mean home as in a physical place. I mean home in the sense that I always have a place to go to where I feel like it's home. So whether that has been my mom's old house, the one I grew up in, mm -hmm. um, that was home for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the place that I live in now mm -hmm. is a home. Um, if I didn't have a, a physical place to, to live in, pretty much wherever Brian is mm -hmm. would feel like home to me. So I'm, I'm very grateful um, that I have something like that. So no matter what situation that I'm in, there is someone... Or something or somewhere um, where I, f I know that I can go if I have nothing, if I'm, um, I don't know, it's hard to describe really because I think it's, I don't know, I just, I think it's, it's a really important thing to have, to have that because you feel, you feel safe and Well, home supported. is where the heart is. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't have right. home. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that have a physical place. But is it really home? Yeah. You know what makes it a home? It's a house, right? It's, or an it, apartment. I mean, sometimes, yeah, where your physical place is home. But is that really what home is? Right. Home is really, you know, the people that support you, the people that. Right. So you know, if you always have somebody that you can, 
no matter what's going on, you know that they'll always be there, you know. A lot of people that don't have that, so. Yeah, this is true. So, for a creative, um, I really was having a hard time um, trying to figure out what to do. And, of course, I knew you were sleeping. And I hated <laughs> texting you after I got done with a few things. But I was like, I always write. Not, but I told my son last night, I said, I got writer's block. I can't even think of anything. And this is really sad. So, um, I have two things. I took um, gratitude and I broke it down per letter. So, G is for grateful, R is for resilience, A is for affirmations, T is for teach, I is for inspires, T is for thankful, U is for union, D, daily, to be done on a daily basis, E, eternally. And what I did is I took each of those words and I wrote a little saying, so it's my own form of affirmation. My grateful heart finds resilience in affirmations that teach and inspires me to be more thankful in the union of my soulful tribe on a daily basis that I can honor thy own gratitude eternally. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. That's a powerful saying. Yeah. yeah. Because we need to be grateful. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm grateful for you. And I'm grateful for you, too. Aww. Aww. All right, so I guess last but not least is my ridiculously long reading. The reading that we're doing is called The BS Family Dinner Spread. <laughs> so because, you know, on Thanksgiving, a lot of people go and spend time with families and they're forced to spend time with people that might not be favorites right um some people you, they're probably are really happy to see and other people they're probably not yeah and there's going to be drama so even if you get along with everybody someone else probably doesn't so right. i thought this reading would be kind of fun because it kind of gives you um a guide as to how to get through a dinner Oh, okay. okay. And and I think it would be good because, you know, I'm doing a reading in general, right? right. So anybody, it'll, it's kind of going to be like advice for anybody out there who has to get through a dinner, right? Like yes. this with a group of people. Okay. So um, that is what the reading is going to be about. And if you are into tarot or have tarot deck and you want to try doing this reading, I am going to post the... Um, the, the picture of the spread. So obviously I'll, I'll post the picture of the, with the cards that I'm doing. Right. But I'll also, uh, I'm going to post a picture of where to put the cards in case you want to replicate your own reading and do it specifically for yourself. Okay. Um, this spread that, um, I'm doing, I got it from Tumblr and it's from Arcane Mysteries. All right. So I'm going to shuffle the cards What parts are you using? I am using the Druid Craft Tarot. And it's by Philip and Stephanie Cargome. And I actually read their Druidry book. Very good. So if you're interested in learning about um, the Celtic Druids and mm -hmm. how to um, incorporate um, Druidry into your life in the modern day, mm -hmm. it's a really good book. Ooh. This deck is based on the Celts. Um, the Celtic tradition, 
Ooh. Okay, and the pictures are really pretty because they're all paintings. Oh, um, so. nice. All right, so I'm going to lay the cards out. So there's eight cards, and I'm going to start with the first two up at the top. So the one on the, the left is the Ace of Cups, and this represents us. So the, the person that's attending the family dinner, the one that's trying to get through it and is asking for advice. Okay, so that's going to be us. Okay. And the one on the right, which is the Four of Cups, is going to represent your family in okay. this situation. Okay, so starting with us. Aces always represent something that is beginning or something that is starting. So this, without even taking into account the suit of the card, it's already telling us that, th that we are being presented with a situation that is new or has not begun yet or has just begun. Okay. Okay. The cups means that the focus is going to be very emotional. There's going to be a lot of feelies, feelings going on, right? Yeah. Okay. So this just represents us the beginning of this family dinner for Thanksgiving and we're going to be overwhelmed with a lot of emotions. Um, a lot of them are going to be uh, challenging. Some of them might be struggling um, because it's reversed. So that means that you're going to be presented with a challenge, um, but we're going to overcome it. Okay. Okay. The, the, the four of cups, which represents the family. Mm-hmm. Um, fours always represent people trying to control or people trying to make something stable. Um, kind of think of the box, right? There's four lines mm -hmm. that make something into a box. My birthday is a four. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got, a, again, cups again. So again, the feelings, uh -huh. right? Lots of emotions. Yes. So this means that the family is trying to contain the emotions, trying to control your emotions. This could also be shown in... There's always going to be people that are going to try to take control just in general of the situation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's what that means. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next three cards underneath, you've got the Hanged Man. Um, and this is basically going to be just the general energy around the dinner. Okay. Okay. The Hermit is how to deal with any kind of crap that comes up during the dinner. Any BS? Okay. Uh -huh, any BS. <laughs> And the Six of Pentacles is what not to do during dinner. Oh, dear. Okay. So let's start with the Hanged Man. So the general energy energy surrounding the dinner is going to be one where everyone's just kind of in suspense. Or they're kind of like... Waiting for the other shoe to drop? Right. So it's just like a time suspension. Okay. Meaning everyone's just kind of waiting to see what the other person is going to do. That's just kind of the general energy. Okay. Um, the hermit, which is how to deal with crap that mm -hmm. comes up, means to just step back, okay, and isolate yourself from the situation, okay? Yeah, because the hermit means right. to be you don't want You don't want to get involved. You want to stay completely out of it. You're not dealing with any drama. Okay. Okay? The six of pentacles... <coughs> is what not to do during dinner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're, we're back to a suit card. So we've got the six, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And you've got pentacles. So sixes, they come right after fives, which are con typically conflict cards or challenge cards. Mm -hmm. um, sixes are kind of like you're kind of moving, moving on from a conflict, but 
Um, there's also kind of a little bit of an independence with the six as well. Um, and then you've got pentacles. Pentacles are the material suit. So this has to do with something that usually revolves around money because everything in the material world revolves around some sort of money kind right. of system, whether that's job, house, um, I don't know, possessions, stuff like that, or physical money. You know, you could okay. actually be talking about money. So usually this card represents um, some sort of a give and take. Somebody's giving something, somebody's giving something in return. Okay. Okay. So what it's telling you not to do is it's telling you not to participate. So again, we're going back to the hermit card, which mm -hmm. was the one where it's like, okay, if some crap happens, you need to step away. Okay. okay. This is kind of saying if it progresses, right, because the six, com six comes after the conflict number, which is five. Right. Saying if you're still ha in that sticky situation, you're progressing, you're, maybe you've slightly overcome it. It's saying do not participate. Do not even compromise. Do not give anyone anything. Do not take anything. Okay. Okay. So don't do that. You, you remain your, per, your own person. Another thing that I didn't mention that the hermit can also represent is being wise, being knowledgeable right. and really thinking things through. Um, so again, going back to not getting involved, you can still be coming from a place of knowledge. Um, you, you make the decision, is this person acting out of, you know, common sense, um, stuff like that. So, all right. So the last three cards, we've got the five of pentacles, which is your safe place. Mm -hmm. You have the prince of pentacles, which is just the dinner itself. And you have the four of swords, which is letting go of negativity. And it's upside down. Yes. So five of pentacles is your safe place. Okay. So we've got a five. Remember, five means conflict. Right. Some sort of obstacle that needs to be overcome. Pentacles represents your material stuff. Things that revolve around money. Okay. okay. So your safe place is, again, kind of... We're kind of going back to this whole... This this card is about the lack thereof, pretty much. Okay. okay. So you're going to feel safer in dinner the less you interact, the less, the more effort you put into it. Okay. So the five of pentacles is always going to be you have the lack of something. Okay. And typically this would be something in the material nature. Right. So, for example, it could show up as money. Right. You don't have any money. Right. right. There's a lack of, of something right. physical. OK. So you're going to feel safer in that kind of space. OK. So the less you're giving, the less you're interacting. Um, if you don't have you, this could even be literal. If you have uh, no money and you've got a, a relative who's asking for money or asking for something, you don't have it to give, right? So right. it's saying that that's kind of like your kind of fallback, like an excuse right. that you can give to be right. like, hey, I'm not participating, or hey, I can't give this because I don't have it, okay? Right. So this is basically saying that the five is actually good because usually 
fives are not good in readings, but this is saying that the fact that you are not participating, the fact that you don't have something is actually a, a, is going to help you, okay? Is, is where you're going to feel comfortable. The Prince of Pentacles is just the dinner itself. Um, and princes in this deck are knights in most tarot decks. And knights usually are wanting to move forward. They like a lot of change. They're very, woohoo, let's go, kind of thing. Tally-ho type of deal. Yeah. Okay. Um, again, we've got more pentacles. So this is, again, more related to the material aspect of things. So the dinner, the actual physical dinner itself is all that that is. That's, that's what it's saying, right? It's pentacles. So that means that it's just dinner. Okay. Don't make it anything other than what it is. Okay. It, this is not a cup suit. If it was a cup, it would mean that it's going to, you know, it's, you really got to get emotionally involved. Mm. Okay. If it was a sword, it would mean you need to get mentally involved, which would mean I'm going to debate or I'm going to bring up ideas and we're going to talk about these ideas. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, if it was fire, right? If it was wands, right? That's the element of fire. It would be telling you that it's time to get things done. We're going to charge ahead and, and work towards our goals. So none of those suits came up here, which means that it's just dinner. Yep. <laughs> okay? So okay. this is not the time to do those things. It's not the time to express your emotions. So just sit okay? down and eat your dinner. Right. <laughs> it's not the time to debate and argue and make your point and all of that stuff. It's not the time to work towards a specific goal. It's just dinner. Okay. Okay? Um, it's also because it's the prince. He's the slowest knight or the slowest prince of the entire deck, which means that there's not really a lot of change, a lot going to actually happen during the dinner. Okay? This, it's not supposed to. Okay. okay? It's just supposed to be a slow time to have dinner. Okay? Okay. All right. And then the very last card is the Four of Swords. Which is how to let go of the negativity. So going back to fours again. Remember fours, those bo that box. Yeah. They want to contain. They want to control. Stability. Okay. Um, swords are the mental aspect. So this is communication, debating, talking things through. Um, ideas. Um, it's, it's not the time to contain. How, what's the... To contain the negativity. So if you're starting to feel like the negativity is creeping in on you, mm -hmm. right? We already talked about how it's not the time to, to talk about it. It's not the time to express it, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to want to express your thoughts. But at the same time, you're going to want to also be like, oh, I'm not supposed to be expressing my thoughts. Right. Okay. Um, so what this is saying is, is that... Typically, when the Four of Swords comes up, it's a time of rest. Okay. Okay. Um, if this was upright, it would be, okay, we're at a time where we're just going to relax. We're going to rest. We're not going to worry about anything. We're just taking a break. Okay. Okay. But because this is reversed, it means that you can't take a break. Okay. And because this card is kind of like what I call the outcome card in a reading, even though it's not physically the outcome card, mm -hmm. it's kind of like that. Okay. The future is after this. Okay. So it's saying that, yeah, in the moment during the dinner, you're going to have to contain yourself sadly. Okay? okay. Because the dinner is not the time for this, but it's also saying that you can't just let it go. 
Okay. You have to do something with the negativity after the dinner. Okay. It could be immediately after the dinner. You could call up a friend and you could just blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. If there's somebody in the family that was at the dinner that you trust and you know that it's not going to be destructive and ruin everything, you talk to them about it. You express whatever you need to express at that time. You don't do it at the dinner. But you don't just completely not say anything and hold it in. Okay. okay. So you get through the dinner and then as soon as the dinner is done, then you need to find an outlet for it. Okay. Okay. Well, it's not good to hold things in anyway. The but what? it's also not good to ruin the dinner. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was the reading. I just thought it was kind of fun. I've never done this spread before, so this was definitely unique. I thought it was kind of a, a fun and cute reading to do for Thanksgiving. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. It's a really, it, it's a cool, my stomach's making noise. It's a really cool layout. I'm actually really shocked to see how many pentacles are in this thing. And there's two cups. There's three pentacles. So and, and one and sword. The and pentacles the really what what that's showing you is is that in reality, don't overreact, right? Pentacles is the most stable, responsible suit. So they're just telling you to get through the dang dinner, right? That that's what that's why there's so many pentacles mm -hmm. is because people tend to focus on a lot of other crap that's just not necessary. And you just got to focus on what you're physically doing in this moment, okay? And pentacles is also, you know, family, right? Family and you know, you're talking about the harvest and all of that. You're you're just you're eating. You're eating and you're spending time with family and that's yeah. all it should be about. Um, it's, it's not about, you know, all that other stuff that I talked about. Cause there's all those other suits represent all those other things. And, and this reading is clearly saying that that stuff is not important right now. Good. So enjoy your Thanksgiving meal. Thank you. But remember this was for everybody. Yes. Okay. This is just advice for how to get through a Thanksgiving meal. A BS Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> if we'll, we'll we'll throw in if your Thanksgiving dinner becomes BS. Okay, mm -hmm. some people's it does, some people's it doesn't. Some people's things it's not going to be, and then it does. So <laughs> you never know. Yep. Okay. Alrighty. Should we close this thing up? Yes. I wanted to thank you all for joining us for our podcast seven. And um, if you have any questions or concerns, please email us at eclectic soul podcast at gmail.com you can reach us on eclectic soul podcast on facebook um we have an instagram account um eclectic soul podcast i do believe um while i'm in georgia my son and i will be fixing this website because i'm gonna have to put my thumb down on it and get it done and complete it so we have a hub to put everything on mm -hmm. that everyone could be able to find us then so you we not only have our spotify and our itunes there is some other places that you can find or podcasts that you might possibly or someone else might possibly um be listening to other podcasts on and then you can locate us on there if you don't want to change the type of programming you want to the uh, app that you use to listen to podcast on. Um, I have my personal Facebook page, which is uh, just call me Jinjin. 
Um, I have my own personal Instagram, which is just call me Jijin or look for goddess. And then my picture on Instagram matches my Facebook page. So I look the same, you, you, <laughs> you know, you could tie the one to the other. Um, Jen can be found at. I'm music and mystery on everything. So music? Facebook, I'm music and mystery. Instagram, I'm music and mystery. I have a website that's music and mystery.com. Yep. Um, I'm on SoundCloud, but it's just my name. So Jennifer Feltman is my SoundCloud. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know if you all know this or not, but Jen went ahead and sang a little oh. tidbit of Heather on the Hill. So it is um, on her Instagram. And I'm going to try to share it on the eclectic soul Instagram so everybody can see it. And she's tagged me in it and tagged, um, uh, collective soul podcast in it as well. So you have those mm -hmm. to reach us. I did. Um, that, so that was that thing that I started, right? The, I promised that I would start it. So every week I will sing, um, a song that's less than a minute on Instagram and just randomly. So if you have any requests, please send them in however you'd like to send them in. Yep. I just want to say before we close this that from our homes to yours, we hope that you have a very blessed and grateful Thanksgiving and peace be unto all of you. Yes. Blessed be and thank you so much for listening. I'm going to end the podcast with a Thanksgiving joke. Oh, okay. A joke? Mm-hmm. Where do turkeys go to dance? Where do turkeys go to dance? Ready? Gobble school? No. Well, where? The butterball. The butterball. Ah! <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.